0: On this week's episode, my very own high school old lineman coach and offensive coordinator, Coach Serge, comes onto the show. And it was honestly a great thing for me because I haven't talked to him in a while. It was great to catch up. He's a really great guy. I respect him a lot. I respect him more after this interview, after finding out a little bit of information that you guys will find out. Uh, you know, we get into what his, what it was like for him growing up to play a little bit of football, uh, what it was like to play in high school and then in LVC, uh, Lebanon Valley College up in, um, in Pennsylvania uh he what his life was like like how he became a coach what inspired him that's that type of stuff uh this guy this guy has a lot of respect for me he's one of my favorite he's a top three all-time coach for me and honestly he's my favorite alignment coach i've ever had he taught me more than i think i ever could have imagined to wish to learn it was just it was it was awesome it was awesome to have him as a coach and i really appreciated that he was able to come on the show great guy Super, super awesome, nice person. Uh, I'm hoping that one day maybe I can hit the links with him once. If he listens to this back and you hear this, I didn't say this when we were on it, but hopefully one day you know him and I can go go around 18. I probably could take him now because apparently Skinny Clint is not as good as the old Clint. So, nevertheless, I hope you all enjoy this episode. Uh, it was a great it was a great time for me and him. Um, I really appreciate having him on, and I can't wait to have a future former coach on as well that here's Hulk Trench. All right, coach. Thanks for coming on the show with me. Uh, how are you doing? What's, what's the, what's your life going on? What's everything going on in your life right now? I know, um, the team is your. The high school team has definitely been a lot better since I've been there. oh uh,
1: yeah. For me, um, it's really work football, go home, prepare for the next day, and repeat every day. Um, uh, nothing really that new. Uh, as far as the comment about the, the team, we we definitely improved over the years. Um, but that starts with um, uh, not just in-season stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, you got to have the Jimmys and the joes, but if the kids don't put the time in uh, 365 days a year, a year, you won't see the improvement. And we're still trying to get better at that, but we definitely are a lot better um, in the weight room the kids to buy in on the off-season.
0: That's something I love to hear. I remember always wanting to get on kids for that, and that was always something we used to have a struggle with. But growing up, who, whether it was growing up in high school, maybe when you're a kid or in college, w- did you ever model your own personal game after any specific uh, player that you grew up with? Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, when I was younger, I actually played tight end
1: when I was playing you know midgets and whatnot, and I never really gave it a thought about playing offensive line as I got older. Um, but I went to the first uh, open gym pretty much for junior high football before my eighth grade year. And the coaches simply asked who knew how to block. And I guess I wasn't smart when I raised my hand because I did know how to block. And then from that point on, I played center the rest of my life. So I really didn't start watching offensive linemen play um, until I was older. Uh I was always a, a fan of the way uh, Larry Allen played for the Cowboys, um, but I wouldn't say my game modeled his. I was more of a technician, where and not much, as much of a road grader, you could call it, uh, growing up playing the game. So I'm sure, like, and you know how I coach. Play. Yep. Uh, it doesn't matter how strong you are, how big you are. If, if you take the right steps, if you know how to work angles, you're going to win more battles than you'll lose. And I always try to preach that with my guys. Like, listen, you don't have to be this big road grade type type offensive lineman. If you take the proper steps and use angles and use your hands, you can you can
0: be somewhat successful until you do get that strike. Right. I always remember you always harped on that. And it was always something I always took pride in myself because i was i didn't consider myself being undersized in my weight more or less my height i always had guys that were always taller than me but i always remember harping on my own like it was always in the back of my mind like if your technique's not good you're not going to be able to block anybody no matter how big or small they are um and i always thought that you did uh, you were just an i wouldn't say i don't know how to describe it like an inspiration or Really just a great coach and the fact that that's what was always harped on to me because I know that was a big help for me because sometimes I could be bad at it and sometimes if I'd get lazy, i know you'd call me out on it too. That was always something I loved about you as a coach. Well,
1: and even now, I mean, you look at the guys we have, we're not very big. I mean, my biggest one is 220 pounds, but they all know how to work angles and use their feet to their advantage. I mean, every single one of them can run. and and get to the second level. In fact, on my right tackle, well, my left tackle is our starting middle linebacker, so obviously he can run. But my right tackle, he runs with the tight ends and he keeps up with the tight ends. So you know in our scheme how important it is for the tackles to get down to the inside.
0: that I haven't been able to catch a game yet this year but I know in the in the past couple years I have noticed that about well, your linemen the, the linemen that you guys have now they're a lot more athletic um, than we, we used to have and I, and I think that is great point that you made Um, but it also goes to goes like wrestling like you can be the biggest strongest guy but if your technique's bad you're going to lose if you're not low you can lose to anybody um, I remember we always used to have uh, Angel, for some reason, he was always tough to block, but it was always because, not just because of his height, but he was just always low. And that was always my biggest thing, too. That was something I always had to work on, was just staying low. Yeah, it was hard for me. I don't know why. But. No, it's, it's, that's
1: a great point. I mean, um, it's cliche to always say the low man wins and whatnot. It's not always true. I mean, if, you have, if you're going up against Nolan Rucci, 6-8, what <laughs> Or recruit in the country. Guess what? He's not going to be the low man in most situations. But <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's cliche at some point. But if you're you do stay low, use your feet, use your levers to your advantage, you're gonna you're gonna give yourself a shot.
0: Yeah. Well, that kind of answered one of my questions I had for you later on, but. Going back to just being a coach, what what like inspired you to be a coach? Was it always part of your part of a plan when you were post high school and college and stuff like that? Or was it just kind of something that happened?
1: Um, I'm not sure it was ever part of the plan. Um but when I was like in high school, well even like junior high, junior high and high school, um these my younger brothers were playing fidgets still my parents would have to pick me up from middle school and you know, high practice, high school practice, and take me to their practice, and I'd have to sit and, and then eventually my my, old, my dad was coaching, so like I would help out where I could and just try to be around and just lend a hand. Um, I don't know if that intrigued me but, but later in life, but. Um, After Hudson Valley College, I uh, I started, uh, I coached for the Wilson freshman team. And I think at that point, after playing for so long, I definitely wanted to stay involved and stay in the game. Mm hmm.
0: I got you. I got you. Um, So something else that I wanted to know is like, I know like I got like, obviously like when it comes to like a physical, like an actual competing or or performance standpoint is the technique is something and um, footwork and hand placement, all that is important. But what's, what do you want the most out of your players? Like besides like just like straight up performance, like what's the one thing that you value the most from your players?
1: If they have good time. They give me everything they have. Um there's my left guard this year. Um he he probably wouldn't start if the other left guard um would rotate more and it's a little bit of a fraction
0: I mean, it's not like I know you're me- the mental game you're talking about is along the lines of just doing it and like saying, okay, I can go do this. Just, I'll be fine. You just got to put in full effort. But I mean, to combine that with all the different blocking assignments, and I mean, some positions obviously, like they're a lot easier, like center. Most of the times I remember it was just go the opposite way of the play, more or less. But I mean, we've obviously some people can have troubles with that, but like there are also some people who. It, it, adding on to that pressure of hustle 24/7 every single play whistle to whistle and then along with what if what if I miss a block what do I do then? you just got to keep going and that's the big thing that I think a lot of kids growing up need to know if you screw up, don't stop just keep going and find somebody to hit at that point if you miss if you miss an assignment you can go back and look at it and fix it later too. Mm-hmm. Um, actually a lot of
1: my mind is thinking about this last week I had a, like, a little comment that's fine work. Because right. the play kept moving and and there could have been a, maybe a block made but then, and then that kid kinda hopped on the pile at the end. So yeah. it's uh as far as kids doing their like doing their job, like I I always tell everybody, Listen, just do your job. Don't worry about anybody else. This is your assignment, do it. And don't worry about what your partner is well I said you obviously have accommodations.
0: um for your for yourself individually as a coach and now that you are you are the offensive coordinator as well what is your personal or excuse me what is your prep work go through for each week um, prepping for games and such like that
1: uh, well i Jer- i mean jeremy and i run the offense i i uh, i get to call the plays on friday night but i can tell you I play at least a third of the time He'll say something in the headset, and I'll be—I'll say—I'll answer. Just yeah, let's go with it. I like it. Um, we, him and him and I do a very good job playing off one another in the actual game situation, where you know. Maybe two out of three plays, I'll call something. He has something for second, or third down, or first down, or, or, or what have you. Um, as far as the prep that goes into it, um, I always tell people, like, Friday nights, they're cool because you know, you're playing a game and whatnot. But I, my Friday nights suck. <laughs> I mean, I'm up from 5 o'clock in the morning for work. And then I'm up until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning prepping for the final for the next week, um, whether that's bringing you guys on tape. And then um, most weeks I have a couple games I already tagged um, for the upcoming week. I've worked ahead a little bit, so I don't have as much uh, as, I, as I would have to do then on Saturday morning. Get some ideas after the game on your own. you be watching whatever games for the following to have. And then we usually come in for our meeting, and we'll sit and talk and eat some breakfast together for about 15 minutes. But then we're right, we're right to work. Um, the offensive staff will go together. Two hours or so, you know, we're tied up with the with the lifting, film, a little bit of a run, whatnot. Yep. And then from eleven to 30 on Saturdays, um, both offense and defense will reconvene, and we will formulate our initial game plan. And I I say initial; it's probably about by the time we leave there, it's probably about ninety percent. Work by your, you know, on your own. Anyways, like you'll, you'll sit and watch another game, and you'll, you'll get some little wrinkles off different stuff that you, you added to the game plan. And then we'll add them to the game plan on the internet on our app that we have for all the kids to see later on on Sunday afternoon. Everything will be finalized, and then at that point, um, for me, I'm putting practice plans together um, sometimes Thursday in the early afternoon or Sunday in the early afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's, then it's practice week. I mean, I tell people all the time, like during the season, I probably put as much time um, into football as I do my actual job. Um, 40 hours, you know, 40 hours a piece, because when you think about it on Fridays from 3 o'clock in the, in the afternoon until 3 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I'm working on, on all the Practice time, with prep work, um, driving to and
0: from—you know—it it adds up to a lot of time during during the fall, for sure. Yeah, I can imagine that. And I actually didn't know that that was how late you were always saying. up. It but never kind of it never came across my mind because I know obviously the next Saturdays whenever we watch film, you'd hand out those grade sheets, and I never actually realized how much work you put into that. And I respect you a lot more for that. Um, not that I didn't respect you before, of course I did, but it just adds to it and my admiration because you were I, I cannot I cannot stress it enough. You were probably my favorite O line coach or top three favorite coach I've ever had. You you did a lot a lot of inspiring in my own for my own personal um game and anything else that I would do in life. Uh, and that and all that time you put in it just it just shows like how committed you are personally and how great of a coach it shows and like I and if you would ever go anywhere else, like like I said, you don't see that happening, you don't or you just don't know if that would ever happen, but if anybody else who would land you as a coach or a head coach even, they're getting a they're getting a great person in general in my opinion. Right, you. Right. Yeah. I won't tell you after this the whole uh,
1: the whole situation of this year is huge. I don't know if I have the, the, I don't want to say mental capacity, but the, just the patience to deal with everything that Chris deals with on a daily basis. It, it, it is honestly a logistical nightmare this year.
0: I, I feel you. I, I can't imagine, let alone being a player, but just to be a coach – in this situation and a head coach, it's, it's got to be tough. I mean, some days you don't know if you're going to be able to play. What if a guy gets COVID? Like, I know I've heard stories about how a guy who uh, – a kid from my one friend who I'm a producer with on a show at school here in Ithaca, that his girlfriend from a different school apparently had COVID and then he had to get tested and it just it postponed the game two days up until the next Monday. So, I mean, I can't imagine being a coach and just thinking that something like that could happen not even just an injury. Like you're already worried about what if a kid gets injured? Well, now it's what If he gets COVID, it could ruin everything. And, and yeah, it's,
1: uh, it just everything that we had to deal with on a daily pre- uh, basis at practice. And, and I mean, just in general practice and being a tool and, and being around everybody, it has multiplied the difficulties of being, uh, Assistant
0: Coach, a little alone uh, head coach exponentially. For sure Mhm. What is uh? What was your girl? Grow- uh, when you played and um, growing up as a kid, or excuse me, in high school and then in college, what was your favorite part about being a lineman in general?
1: My favorite part, yeah. Oh, um, I had to be playing the games, uh, but. And obviously it obviously wasn't practice because practice always stank. Yep. But um, <laughs> it, it had to be playing the games. And then also I will say the overall camarader- camaraderie of the offensive line um, as a whole. I mean, in, in high school, every Tuesday we'd go to breakfast together Um And then in college, it really took a a, a one step further. I mean, for a whole year, uh, four out of the five offensive line, starting offensive linemen, we lived together. Um, So it it honestly, it's it's weird to say, but the offensive line's a brotherhood. I mean, everybody that's a part of it, you're in it together with each other, and for the team, for the first, for the foremost part. But you're in it with each other, and everything that goes on during a uh, a daily basis, whether it's practice, uh, meetings, film, um, the offensive line a unit, and when one person is a weak link, and or if one person gets recognition, the entire line feels that recognition because it it, it is a unit that can only it only works as well. As a whole
0: five man uh uh unit, you know, a whole five man unit. So. Mm-hmm. I get that. That was always something I liked about it too. Was that it was it's kind of like your own team within a team. It's like it's just like how you said, like it's a brotherhood, and it's not, and it is. It's a perfect way to describe it, really, because it's like if one guy fails, it looks bad on everybody else, and you got to pick him up, and you got to help each other out. And I felt like it was more of a close it's more it's more obviously close knit and more connected than the other positions because they're not all they're all by themselves like a receiver can run isn't running the same route and can um along with another guy like you gotta you have to double team you have to get the pull right and hit the gaps right on your poles and everything like that and obviously they all have the one job of protecting a quarterback so right right exactly uh and another thing as a coach Obviously, there's rough times, but how, how as a coach or as a coaching group, do you guys get through rough times, whether whether if it's because of losses, um, during the season trying to get some guys out, like you you, you guys used to have a big problem with that, um, or just in general, like right now in this t- particular situation with COVID and stuff like that? Um. Well,
1: one of the first years, I can't remember which one, whether it was your junior year or, or senior year, but one of our coaches, I won't go say any names, he, he still gets made fun of this to this day, but he had the quote, at least we have each other, to all of us in the coaches group. And that's kind of stuck now. now. It's used more as a joke. Um, but it's as far as um, the coaches have, having each other's back, we, we have such a, a neat, eclectic group of coaches mm-hmm. where we, we have the youth... And me, Brendan, uh, Jeremy, even Chris. Coach Claire's uh, a little older than Chris, but then you also have, and then we we have I think it's Kyle. Kyle Gessler now. But then we also have um, the experienced coaches, and Coach Harding and, and Coach Ross. They joke. Um, I mean, Chris and Steph's kids joke that they call me Uncle Clint. <laughs> uh, Jeremy and Aaron. So you you have to have that camaraderie and that that family type uh, with new staff
0: right and I always notice that about you guys I always see like I see it everywhere on social media you guys are always hanging out that's a great thing to have honestly like you said my one question about that is who's the best golfer now oh uh, see I've actually gotten worse
1: <laughs> skinny Clint sucks Skinny um, Clint sucks. <laughs> but skinny Chris is still worse than me. And Jeremy Jeremy has a nice swing, but he's got to put it all together. Uh, and well, Coach, Coach Harding is the
0: best golfer out of so. <laughs> Got to give it to the old hat, man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's one thing uh, I've actually improved since I graduated. I've actually gotten to a, be a better golfer. Uh, this year I went about probably 10 to 12 times, and I still haven't broken 100, mainly because I three-putt on almost every other hole. But you know, I'm bringing my game together too. <laughs> uh,
1: don't worry about it. I just know how to putt.
0: <laughs> That's what my my grandpa always says. You drive for show, you putt for dough. And I've haven't been putting for dough at all. No,
1: <laughs> uh, exactly. exactly,
0: Uh, so any? I think we're about to soon run out of time here. I know your drive is probably about up. But um, you have any last things or comments or words you'd like to say or anything like that?
1: Um, well first and foremost we want to get this W this week against, uh, as Catholic I mean I have a little bit of a personal vendetta there so of course of I course do that um, but the other thing I want to play is keep doing this um, this is something that you seem to really enjoy and it's always really great to be able to do it still for Olympics so keep working at this thank All you alright and your question, you know, about how not really about when did I know I wanted to be a coach or whatnot. Um, this kind of plays into that, too. Like, keep going with what's this? Keep working at your craft.
0: And don't ever uh, stop learning how to improve that craft. Yeah, I'll take I'll take that word, the word of advice to heart and I'll put it through just like I always used to with your coaching just in football. And I appreciate that a lot, man.
1: No, no problem, Clyde. No problem. Anytime you want to you know, hit one of us up for one of these, that we would more than more than happy. I told uh, Coach Miller about it last week. And he was oh, "That's really cool." And it's, it's neat that he's doing that. So, mm-hmm. th- don't be afraid to reach out to any of us for something like this. And even if you want like a different perspective, I know it's like an offensive line show. Yeah. But if you want to like talk about how the offensive line stuff with like a quarterback coach or or, or with like receivers. I'm sure they would be happy to, to oblige and get like a different viewpoint of how an offense runs from behind the offensive
0: line. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's actually a great idea. I didn't actually think of that. <laughs> so you're still helping me. <laughs> no
1: problem. No
0: problem. All right. Have a good one, man. Uh, have a good day at practice today.
1: All right. Thanks, Clay. Have a
0: great day. Good luck on Friday. Yeah, thanks. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye.